the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Hello and welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. The trial for the man accused of attacking a London Muslim family on June 6th, 2021 in a hit and run is getting underway in Windsor. Nathaniel Veltman faces five charges, four counts of first degree murder and one one count of attempted murder. So today I'm talking with London Free Press reporter Jane Sims about the jury selection, the trial and what many see as a test of Canada's terrorism laws. Hi, Jane. How are you? Hi, Rachel. Thanks. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. We always love having you on for sure. Um, So for those who maybe forget, because I know we all heard about this when it first happened, June 6, 2021, the Afzal family was hit in a hit and run. Can you just briefly recap what happened that day? Sure. Uh, It was in the evening on a beautiful spring night. Uh, uh, The family had gone out for a walk. They were at the corner of Hyde Park Road and South Carriage Road when a pickup truck slammed into them. Uh, 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 Four of them were were killed and uh, one young boy survived. Um, It was not long later that Nathaniel Veltman was arrested. And uh, within a day, uh, as we well remember, uh, the London police came out and they said they believed that this was a this was a targeted a- attack on Muslims. Um, in the days afterwards, during his court appearances, uh, Velman, who was only 20 then, was told that there had been uh, a decision made that not only were his first degree murder charges going to be argued as a planned and deliberate act, which is the usual route taken in first degree murder cases. Um, it was also going to be argued that this was an act of terrorism, which was something very unusual. Mm-hmm. What comes out of this legally, I'll be a little wonky here, is that the prosecution team in this trial is made up of both provincial crowns and federal prosecutors. And so what what I anticipate we're going to see in the coming weeks is, is a fairly detailed argument surrounding terrorism and ideology. And that's what's going to make this different. We haven't had, um, the terrorism laws were passed after 9-11. I, I wrote a story about this last week that that for the most part, the only time that they've been used have been in, has have involved offenders who were planning some sort of an attack. Those terrorism laws were basically put there to sort of stop a, a 9-11. Um, but in the past three years, there has been there's been two cases based in Toronto where judges have declared that the that the uh, first degree murder, the convicted first degree murderer was was a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Um, and and those were on guilty pleas. This one is different because this is the first time we're going to argue in front of a jury. So this is going to make this for the, for the legal community. It's going to make it very interesting to see how this all plays out. Yeah, this it will be fascinating for sure. Um, yes. I want to talk. I just I just want to talk about the boy that that was hurt was hurt. Um, the Afzal family's the, the youngest son. He was nine years old at the time of the crash. How's he doing? Do we know? Have we heard any updates on him? Well, you know, I haven't heard any updates yet. And and I guess we will probably hear a little bit at the trial. But uh, um, clearly, I mean, we are. We're sort of in a place right now with him. I mean, under the law, too, 
Um, you'll notice that in reports right now, we don't, we're not naming that little boy right. um, because he is protected. And uh, um, so I anticipate we're going to hear some, uh, but you know, clearly this is a tragic, tragic story yes. and uh, yes. um, on many levels. So yes. Yeah. Now, the trial's taking place in Windsor. The The crash, of course, happened the, here in London. Why is it in Windsor? Why did they move it? Well, um, I will say this. Justice uh, Pomerantz's reasons are not public, but I can talk in general terms about why there are things called what's called a change of venue. Uh, we've seen it before in other cases. We've seen cases come to London from other places. We've seen places cases in London go other places. There are a lot of factors that are considered. Um, mostly it has to do, in general terms, it usually has to do with public interest and publicity um, that, you know, you know, the primary goal in a trial is to make sure it's fair and, and you have to get an unbiased jury and you have to get a jury that's, that's you know, not so um, steeped in the, in the facts of the case that they're going to be able to try it, you know, you know un, in, in an unbiased way. Mm -hmm. um, so the decision to move this trial was made more than a, a, a year ago during during pretrial motions. Um, and again, Justice Pomerantz did not elaborate why. But I think, uh, you know, you put two and two together, given given the extraordinary public uh, um, response to this this situation, you can it's pretty apparent why the Superior Court deemed it necessary for this to happen. Right. There will be a, a chance for those in London to watch the trial, though. Is that right? That's correct. I mean, it's it's it, it is limited, right? But however, uh, there are two courtrooms at the London Courthouse, the Middlesex County Courthouse, uh, that have been set aside. Um, uh, admission is limited. <laughs> I think there's only uh, room for, for for sixty people. But if if people want to go watch the trial, which will begin on Monday. Uh, they can go down to to the uh, courthouse and watch it remotely. Um, Are we expecting you know, a lot of people? Well, you know, it's 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 hard to say, right? Yeah. I mean, like it is, you know. I mean, this isn't this isn't like an episode of Law and Order. This is going to be a three. This is going to be a three month trudge. You know, there's a lot of us kind of crossing our fingers and hoping that maybe they can get through this a bit quicker. However, um, given what the prosecution wants to do and the stakes here, I, you know, this is going to take a while. And uh, um, I, I will be, I'm curious to see how many people do make that choice. There were, yeah. you know, so many people here who were largely invested in this and, yeah. and they want to be able to see it. It's, you know, the uh, drive to Windsor at this time of year is okay. So, you know, I did it, I did it on Tuesday and, and um, you know, but it's, yeah, it's there. There will be that opportunity. I'm curious to see how many people take it up. Because I've seen other cases where we've had overflow rooms. And, you know, I think sometimes we, we anticipate a bit more interest than kind of shows itself. So right. we will see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why do we think it'll be a three month trial? Is this normal for this type of thing? Is this because well, of the, you know, we're trying the terrorism laws? Yeah, look, I think that's part of it. I mean, there there is there is precedent setting stuff that might happen here, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so you know, I, I it and it is a complicated argument that has to be made. In general, I can only say in general terms what I know about what needs to be done to prove this this part of of, of the law is that you have to prove uh, someone has an 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 ideology, 
what we've seen in the past is that that terrorism charges have been successful against people who belong to certain groups. Mm. Right? There are in there are identified groups like Al Qaeda and you know ISIS and things like that. That that there have been people who've been connected to those groups and who've been deemed to be terrorists. This yeah. is different because this is this is Islamophobia, um, and there is a thinking that that there is a uh, um, you know that that given given how the world has changed since 9-11 and the access to information and and the the existence of, of white nationalist ideology if it's proven mm-hmm. um you know I, I i i think i can understand why particularly those in the uh, the uh, muslim community would like to see the prosecution of a case that that goes the other way let's just say right yeah. Yeah. and and identify someone who isn't Muslim is, is, is part of a ideological group. Yeah. And that's part of it too, I think. Um, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they, what they have, but like lengthy cases like this, we've had lengthy cases before the banditos was a mammoth case. It went right. on for months and months um, way, way back. I mean, I covered a murder case in Sarnia back in 1999 that went 10 weeks. So, you know, it just depends on what the evidence is and who's testifying and what, what it's going to look like. So, We'll see. Now, Nathaniel Veltman was in court earlier this week and he he's pled not guilty to all five charges. Yeah. Um, he didn't he didn't say anything. His his lawyer was speaking for him. What's the reasoning behind that, I guess? Don't know. Uh, he there was uh, it was made clear at the beginning of jury selection on Tuesday that uh, his defense lawyer, Chris Hicks, would be putting the pleas in for him. And, you know, he stood between Mr. Hicks and and. Peter Ketchison, who is also on on the defense team and with his hands at his side and Mr. Hicks uh, put in the pleas on his, his behalf. So um, that's, you know, there, there, that is the arraignment that happens before jury selection. I, and I I don't know if it will happen in the development case, but I've seen it in other cases. Usually there is a rearrangement once the, once the jury is seated. Um, So uh, that would happen Monday. But at this point, like it, the not guilty plea is in and we have a trial. And yeah. what's the prosecution asking for in this? case? Well, you know, there is there's mandatory sentences on on first de- degree murder. So the mandatory sentence on first degree murder is life with no chance parole for 25 years. Uh, back in 2011, uh, the law changed that. um those convicted of multiple murders could get consecutive parole ineligibilities. Uh, that law was scrapped last year. Mm-hmm. So we, so, so the parole ineligibility period, uh, he cannot get multiple of the multiple parole ineligibilities that they, you know, if he is convicted and he has not been convicted yet, he is innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. But in general, if, if a person is convicted of first degree murder, the mandatory sentence is life, no chance of applying for parole for 25 years. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about jury selection because that happened this week as well. Where are we at with that now? Well, jury has been selected. Um, uh, it was it was completed Wednesday morning. Uh, on Tuesday, um, I mean, there, there had been a lot of time set aside for jury selection. And I think a lot of jury notices went out in. Windsor and Essex County. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so there was probably about 150 people on the first day. Um, 
that uh, were in the courtroom. And the I, I think what both the Crown, what the Crown and the defense had anticipated was this was going to take a lot of time. As it turned out, it went pretty smooth. Um, oh, okay. So, team, so the so what they wanted and what they got is they have fourteen jurors selected plus two alternates. That is not unusual in a lengthy trial. We all have things going on in our lives, and especially jurors. And sometimes things come up, and they can't continue. They can't continue. Okay. Why so fourteen have, and not just twelve? Like because usually it's only twelve that make the decision, right? Right. right. Well, twelve will now make we have the decision. Sixteen. Okay. So, so what will happen? Those alternates, and I, I can't say exactly what's going to happen in this case, but from my experience, you have alternates who are there, sort of as placeholders during the opening statement. Mm-hmm. Once that opening statement is in and the trial is on, those folks can go. Right. Okay. Fourteen jurors are selected, and I've seen this in other cases, and they will sit for the entire trial, all fourteen, but only twelve will be chosen to render a verdict in the case. I see. Again, this is because we may get two or three weeks down the road and someone can't serve anymore. And so now you've got somebody, you, you will still have 12 people available to, okay. to, to render the uh, verdict at, at the end. Now, was so it difficult to, was it difficult to choose the jurors? Because to me, this, this story was everywhere across Canada, especially at the time, like this was a hard to miss story. How well, I, I thought it would be difficult to find people who would be maybe unbiased enough to sit on the jury. You know, first of all, in general, people who you'd be surprised how seriously um, and, um, you know, very seriously and methodically and and that that people will take on um, jury selection. Okay, I mean, you you know, if you're called and you can serve. Right. Um, You know, I've seen this lots of times that that people will will step up, right? And they'll say, yeah, I can do this. Okay. Um, <clears throat> in this case, uh, again, there was there was a thinking this was going to take some time. But I was surprised that a lot of some of the folks that I saw going through jury selection, I mean, they didn't have a big knowledge of this case. And it just tells you how we all live in our own little silos, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we are two hours away from Windsor. They do live in the shadow of the United States. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, I've lived down close to that area in Chatham many, many years ago. And I, I kind of get it. You, you don't have a connection back to other places. Right. Um, and yeah, the folks, uh, the folks that, that's, that were eligible to be jurors, they were, um, yeah, they were, they considered what was being asked of them and they stepped up. So, you know, and okay. also the other thing that has happened is, is that now that there's something called preemptory challenges that are not available anymore, like, mm-hmm. you know, how you used to see on TV shows, they'd have, you know, jury advisors sitting with the lawyers, and got this guy and get this guy and stuff. that's kind of out of the Canadian system now. Okay. I mean, if you can serve, if you can serve and you know, a, a defense lawyer can't stand up or a crown can't stand up if they, if, if after someone says that they're able to serve and they're they've answered all the questions appropriately, they can't stand up and say, I challenge that person anymore. Mm. <clears throat> that was eliminated several years ago. So it makes things go by pretty fast because sure. if you're not, and especially in sort of run of the mill cases, average cases where there isn't any kind of challenge or anything else, if your numbers picked, you're on. Right. Okay. There's not, not really a question. 
Yeah. Can the jurors give reasons why they shouldn't be on there? Do they still do that? Yes. Yes. So at, at the beginning of a, of, of a jury process, uh, uh, the jury panel is asked if you want to come forward, if you got something going on, like uh, you booked a vacation, right? Or you have a medical condition or mm -hmm. you don't understand English. English is your, is your second language, right? right. Yeah. Um, or I can't sit for a long time. I've heard that one before. Um, okay. Are there any know, silly reasons? Know. What's the silliest one maybe you've heard? Oh, gosh. I've heard <laughs> a lot of silly ones. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't pull it out of my head right now. But, I, you know, like like the, there are some people who could inhale Marys that, that don't get away yeah. with it, right? I'm However, sure. if, you're, if you're a small business owner, right? Yeah. Um, and that this impacts is, your income. Impacts your livelihood. Yeah. You, you know, sure. there, there's no way that, that, that you can sit. And, and I will say this, the, the, the court is fairly generous on that stuff. Right. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> people, um, I mean, by and large, I will say, um, people try to figure out a way to do it because we're all really nice people and we don't want to disappoint anyone. Right. right. Well, that's, I mean, that's it's kind like, of nice to hear because I, I would assume, oh, we're all trying to get out of it. Right. Yeah. I, I've seen people go up and say, look, I can do this. Mm -hmm. but I just want you to know that, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dealing with like, I have an elderly parent or I have this, or I have that, or, I, or, 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 you know, I've got, I've got three kids in school and, or I've got, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I will say that, that judges are, are, are fairly sympathetic to this course sort of stuff. And because they want someone to be there, they, they don't want to pick somebody a, who doesn't want to be there. And B right. is like sitting there all the time thinking about, you know, Something uh, else they have to do. Yeah. So right. I can give an example yeah. from yesterday. I don't think I'm telling tales here, but there, there, there was one potential juror came out and said, "Look, my kid's getting married in in three weeks, oh, right? Yeah. You know, and like you know, we have a lot of things planned. It's like away you go, right? Yeah, away you go. Yeah, hmm. big life so, event, sure. But if you are able to serve, it's part of your responsibility as a Canadian citizen. Your right? civic duty. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we looking for now? We have a jury and the trial begins uh, Monday, you mentioned. So what's your planning covering this? What what should we look forward to kind of at the beginning of the trial next couple of weeks? Okay, so Monday morning, I anticipate that there will be an opening statement from the prosecution. Um, I don't know how lengthy it'll be. However, uh, once that opening statement is in, they start calling evidence and there's a lot of evidence. There is a lot of people that they're going to be, that's on that, the, on the witness list, not that they're going to call everybody, but it's going to be a lot. And yeah. uh, um, so once that starts, I don't, I, you know, that's going to, it's going to take a lot of time. You know, it'll be, it'll, I, I anticipate it'll be civilians. It'll be police officers. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few expert witnesses come in mm -hmm. Um and uh, it will, unfortunately, this community is going to have to relive a lot of sadness yeah, as we go yeah. through this. And I, and, and, you know, we're going to be dealing with some demons here and, and, you know, it's going to, it's going to take a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know there's a lot of people in London who will be watching this trial and certainly following your reporting at lfpress.com and, and we'll watch for all your experts uh, reporting as the trial goes on. Thank you so Thanks, much. Rachel. And, and I, I just want to put a plug in for a couple things if I could. Sure. Now, yeah. We have, we have a tremendous uh, uh, court 
uh, artist by the name of Chaz Vincent, who was with me yesterday, and his uh, sketches that he did yesterday were extraordinary, and I, I hope readers will take keep an eye out on those. I saw but some he, of them. They are very good, yeah. So he's fantastic, and just a fantastic person on top of it. The other thing I will mention is that we were going to try to we're going to try to live blog this, and okay. it's it's something it, it's something that that we're trying across the chain that uh, we we will have a running blog. I, I know that there have been readers in the past that have looked for tweets that we've mm -hmm. done. We're going to try to do it. I think you know within we'll we'll have a story every single morning at lfpress.com and embedded in that will be a live blog oh so, great okay yeah so if, so if they want to follow along on the day if they can't watch it then yeah yeah and that. i i yeah we're, we're going to comment every once in a while on what we, we can comment on and uh just to keep people you know up up to speed so that's great. a okay. i will be watching for that for sure all right thank you so much jane and uh best of luck in your reporting thanks rachel great talking to you